A scarlet costume ejects from his ring. And in a blur of motion, police scientist Barry Allen becomes the Flash, world's fastest human. The Flash, whose speed enables him to vibrate through solid walls and conquer the barriers of time and space in the pursuit of evildoers. The Flash, scarlet speedster for justice. Here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 68 of the Sith list. I am your host, Daraj Dolchahi, and my three wonderful turkeys for this evening's... Uh, not that you guys are turkeys. Jive turkeys. Fellow, fellow turkeys. Fellow tur- jive turkeys. Jive That's turkeys. awesome. Three oh. fellow jive turkeys for this <laughs> evening's... <laughs> For this evening's Thanksgiving extravaganza episode is the young, the restless, the shirtless, by the way. Yeah. I'm staring at a shirtless Carlos Buorguello because it's 92 fucking degrees and it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yeah, I don't yeah. get that. We'll talk about that in a second. Some bullshit. And the guy to my left, none other than the man who falls asleep during Walking Dead, <laughs> the man who ruins films, the man who nibbles and crunches on fucking candy, <laughs> less... Raj Dolit Shahi. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Less Gonzalez. Crunch, and crunch. Crunch, crunch, Gonzalez. Whatever. Whatever. You had your fucking time. <laughs> now, the other one, the other jive turkey we have on this in this evening's episode is our new host, co-host of our show. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a, every time I announce this person's name, I'm going to do an 80s hairband song intro right before I uh, say his name. Going to run out of bands? No, I will never run out of bands. Eric, here I am again on my own, Struthers. (laughs) Going down the only road I've ever known. Oh, And I hope I'm going down that road with you, Eric Struthers. (laughs) You are, man. I was going to say, like a drifter, I was born to walk alone, but I I don't want to walk alone. There you go. Have you made up your mind? Man. You guys are crushing it. Let me tell you, David Coverdale, not a huge fan of that guy. (laughs) Let me tell—I'll tell you why. Because every time I listened to White Snake, I always thought that he was such a big fucking Robert Plant ripoff. He even—if you listen to White Snake songs, he—he rips off Zeppelin and Robert Plant's voice is awful. I'm not a White Snake fan. Did you know? I didn't that he did an album with Jimmy Page. I I did. I did Coverdale Page, and they went on tour. Yep. 
It was blasphemy. <laughs> there was they'd had one good song. They did. They had one good song and one big video on MTV, and then that was it. Yep. And then they had videos on MTV. <laughs> this yes. is how you know it was a long time ago. <laughs> right. Exactly. It is called music television. MTV. Oh. Yeah. How you guys doing? Everybody doing good? Yeah. It's hot. It is hot, guys. It's about 92 degrees in Southern California. It doesn't feel like it's Thanksgiving time, so it sucks over here. How is it over there, Eric? It is not 92 degrees. It is more like 40 degrees. Oh, I take that back. It is 29 degrees Jesus. in St. Wow. Louis, Missouri. Wow. That's crazy. That, that, that's that fair. Yeah. Are you a big St. Louis sports fan? Honestly, no, man. I'm just going to give you my personal observation about St. Louis. And yeah, 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 I live in the metro area. St. Louis is pretty up its own butt. <laughs> they're like, we're just as good as L.A. or Chicago. No, <laughs> no, we're you not. Say no. Oh, no. no, sorry, but no. <laughs> yeah. Try again. No, I like the Cardinals, man. It's but, you know, I, I was a Cubs fan before I moved here. OK, so, so you're still you're still a Cubs fan. You're still a Cubs yeah. fan. Okay, great. I'm sure Boo loves loves yeah, you. He's a huge oh, Dodger yeah. fan, so Cubs oh, and Cardinals. Yeah. I'm an Angel fan, so I don't care either way. Yeah, nope, so we'll take give it. a rip. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a huge Eddie Vedder fan, and he loves the Cubs, so I like whatever he likes. So, guys, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. We're recording the night before Thanksgiving. We're about to go on this crazy bar hopping, brew the tour that we do every year, the night before Thanksgiving. We give thanks to our liver. That huh. it hasn't shut down yet. <laughs> Hopefully we try to abuse it as much as we possibly can. So we can have a nice hangover meal. Oh, exactly. Man. All right. So before we do that, we're recording this podcast and we're going to have a great time. But let me just start off by saying I am thankful this year for many things. Obviously, family, friends, mm -hmm. my wife, podcast. my dogs, the health of my dog is getting better. Awesome. Uh, my mm -hmm. podcasting family here, our new podcasting member of the family, Eric. I'm trying not to say Eric Struthers because I said the word I said your name for first and last maybe 50 times last episode while I was listening to it. Hell of a name. It's a hell of a name, but I'm going to just try to say Eric <laughs> or the hair, if that's okay you, with you. I'll tell you what. Let me just throw this out there really quickly. You're never going to be able to get my name out of your head now. Listen to the song Symphony of Destruction by Megadeth oh, I know and tell me that the choir at the beginning. You can hear the violins tuning up, and then they sing two syllables. And the, here's what it sounds like. <laughs> now it's never yeah. going to leave me. God damn it. You'll never unhear it. You'll never unhear it. <laughs> God damn it. Now I have to put in a fucking sound bite, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> in the book. I dare you make, make more work for me. Yeah. But I love your name. You have a fantastic name. Thanks, man. Yeah. You have so, a fantastic name, too. Oh, do I? Is that really? Because, yeah, it didn't feel like that when I was a kid. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it didn't feel like that on the first day of school where I'm terrified to fucking, for the teachers to say my name. Just to, to fucking just say, just say Araj D. Just say Araj D. <laughs> and then I had to worry about them butchering Araj. I rage, Iraq, Iraq, <laughs> E-Rage, uh, Riage. It's just, I, I've had it all. I still have it all. That's why when I go to Starbucks, I just say Eric. Just fucking, I do. I, I, you I say do. Eric Struthers. I, I don't say Struthers. I say Eric <laughs> E R Y C because I want to be unique. You know, yeah. I don't want to just give a regular Eric. They're not going to buy it. So I do E R Y C. <sighs> <sighs> it's 
sounds like <laughs> we I've, I've opened up a can of worms here, man. I'm you did. sorry. Yeah, bit. sorry, listeners. We really apologize. Some repressed uh, anger. Yeah. Well, let's get down to some business here. Let's talk. Let's talk a little shenanigans. Mm. You can find us, the Sithless, on all kinds of different platforms, including Twitter mm-hmm. at the Sithless. Boo. At the Sithless. Boo. Less. At less is more seventy eight. The hair. At Eric Strathers. And you can find our stuff on T Public. We got a couple of new shirts up, so just search the Sithless. You can find us on Facebook at symbol the Sithless Podcast on Instagram the Sithless. So we're all over the map. You can find us anywhere, and we are a part of an amazing podcast network, mm-hmm. the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, with a bunch of amazing podcasts, which include now this is podcasting Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars which Eric contributes greatly to. Mm-hmm. Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. Let's not forget that. I love that podcast. So Me you can, too. You can check all those out at makingstarwars.net slash podcast. It's all, they're all there. And we are uh, week two of being a part of this network. So we're very stoked. Thankful for being part of this network, by the way. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. The holiday season is officially upon us, and there's two ways that you can give back this holiday season. There's nothing better than to give back during the holidays. We have two ways of doing it. First, you can go to at the Kessel Toy Run. That's at T-H-E-K-E-S-S-E-L-T-O-Y-R-U-N, and you can donate some toys, and they're going to an amazing place. They're going to the Long Beach Children's Hospital. For kids during the holidays so they can open up some gifts and enjoy their holidays just like you and I do. That's a great way. There's another way of indirectly helping this toy drive. You can go to blueharvest.bandcamp.com, purchase and download the 2017 Blue Harvest Holiday Special. Will and Haas have done an amazing job putting this thing together. They worked so hard and you can tell because the episode's amazing. It's all kinds of amazing talent there. Proceeds will go to this toy drive. The second thing you can do is you can go to Amazon, you can go to iTunes, or you can go to jasonaward.bandcamp.com and you can purchase Jason Awards. Well, it's pretty much Jason, Randy, and Amanda on this thing. Their new single. It's under Jason Ward, but they contribute on the single as well. It's an amazing song. It's called Mom and Dad. So if you do that, you download it and you purchase it, the money goes to an amazing foundation called RAIN. And that's what two ends. RAIN, which stands for the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, is an American anti-sexual assault organization. It's the largest in the United States. And if you purchase the song and you download it and you purchase it and you have it for yourself, all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds, go to this amazing organization. So that is just two ways you can help out during this holiday season. If you can do that, we would really, really appreciate it. Check those two venues out to help during this holiday season. All right, guys, let's get into some stuff. You ready, Eric? I am ready. Let's get into some box office. Now, Justice League came out. We're going to break down Justice League a little bit later in the episode. Give you our review and see if it gets the Sithless seal of approval. You didn't get to see this, Eric, did you? No, sir. Okay, gotcha. So Justice League made a $96 million, which was way below the estimates of 120. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, unfortunately. And this this itself became 
internet fodder and, and news all over the internet. What is, what is Warner Brothers going to do with Just League only making 96 million? Is the world going to end? Are they going to halt production? <laughs> I actually read an article, which was complete bullshit. I'm not even going to read, tell you what the publication was that Warner Brothers is thinking about shutting down anything to do with the Justice League or any of the standalone movies for five years so they can reboot. No, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Which is not going to happen just because Wonder Woman itself made a shit ton of money and they have so much – and they've already signed contracts with a bunch of directors. So. Exactly. Wonder, which is a great family film, made $27 million. And third, Thor Ragnarok, still in the top three with $26 million. Wow. So there is your box office. Kent. Now, here's the big question. Justice League is coming out. Justice League goes out. Coco, the Disney Pixar film, is coming out this weekend. Mm-hmm. So people are, are trying to debate on whether it's going to kick off Justice League out of the top spot. Absolutely. I, I think it will. It's going to clobber everybody. Coco is? Yeah, Coco is going to annihilate. I agree. I agree. And that's going to be a story in itself. Justice League couldn't sustain week two of being number one. Let's talk about that for fucking three months. Yeah, really. Now, let's get into something that we all love. Mm. It's very dear to our hearts. Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Eric, you ready for this? Oh, man, am I ever. Well, so I was I was up in the Star Wars, the making Star Wars, Star Wars copter earlier, and I realized, oh, man, I forgot ah. my microphone. So I, I'm not in it right now. But Damn it. There is Star Wars as far as the eye can see, man. You know, we're in this we're in this rundown where we're, you know, t- barely over 20 days left before The Last Jedi comes out and oh everybody's God. completely stoked on it. It's even people who claim they're not that hip to Star Wars. They're like, well, that looks pretty neat. I think I'll go see it. Something else. But <laughs> I love that the, accent, the, man. The, thank you. Thank you. The catch right now is how spoiled, spoiled do you want to get? Because there's been nothing that I've seen that's completely just laid it all out and been like, well, guess I'm not even going to go. But, you know, with all the television spots, it's like there's just a little bit more and there's just a little bit more. And we're up to like 10 or 11. I thought TV it was a dozen already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. It is, man. It really is. And so but then. Anthony Bresnikan from Entertainment Weekly did his Star Wars magic and pushed out a bunch of articles that, you know, even with me, I love Star Wars, man, but I don't want to be completely spoiled. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how this works, but I'm trying to read them <laughs> gently so I can dart my eyes away if I feel like it's going to be something I don't want to <laughs> see. But, you know, there's been some some pretty cool tidbits to pop up in this, one of which lament across the Star Wars fandom is that is has been confirmed that Lando Calrissian will not appear in The Last Jedi. I read that too, Eric. I read that. I thought they were going to like surprise us and have him pop out somewhere. You know, I I thought so too, especially with the Han Solo movie coming out and that Lando, you know, not Billy D. Williams Lando, but Lando's in there. I thought, eh, they'll they'll do something, but apparently not, man. Now, how did you guys take that news? Well, well, I thought we would see him in the casino in Canto Bite mm-hmm. somewhere, somewhere like just pop out like the Swagger Lando come out and go. What's he's like a, he's like sitting a at a high roller like, table yeah, or something. Yeah, like like he's that. in charge, or he owns the casino or something. That'd be cool. That would have been really cool. And a big shout out to Canto Bite, by the way, podcast mm-hmm, Emily and Brittany Brown. What's up, girls? 
that's where I wanted to see him. But I still have hope for episode nine. Like, I think it's a missed opportunity if they don't have Lando in episode nine. Yeah. You know, how capable is Billy D right now? That's that's a question. And do people want to see Lando not as the the suave Lando that we're used to, you know? Yeah, that's that is a great question. We we saw him at celebration and he uh he struggled a bit. Yeah, he's 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 doing all right, but he's not a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, right. But so maybe they can just use him for about five minutes or six mm-hmm. minutes of and they can like mold his his character into doing something that's very important, but just in a small amount of time. But but how much shooting that's he, the problem. Yeah. Five minutes of screen time is is about a day. A <laughs> yeah. ton of shooting. Yeah. So right. The makeup and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Billy D. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be able to hold. Well, his. well, you know what? He's done the voiceovers for for Rebels and he's done a good job in Rebels. Mm-hmm. So if you know, if they can make it work, I don't know if he's physically able to s- sit there and stand there. They need him to just be sitting. Yeah. I, maybe I maybe he's just sitting chilling behind a desk or something or they need something from him. I, I would love to see it. I mean, you bring in the original cast back. Well, wouldn't mm-hmm. that. Um, he is a big, integral part of the original cast. Yeah, wouldn't that at least... He has to pay tribute to his fallen friend, right? Yeah, that's what I was hoping. I thought oh, maybe they'd right. do some kind of funeral or something, and he's there. Like a nice touch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he hugs Chewie, you know, something. So what do you think, Eric? What, 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 what was your reaction about it? I was I was surprised, truthfully. They, He was such a big part of it. And the fact that it's newsworthy to announce that tells you that people wanted to see him. And people exactly. at least somewhat expected to see him. And because of the, the part he played in Empire and Return of the Jedi, he should be at least some level of mover and shaker in current day that we're going to see in The Last Jedi. I don't know, man. I suspect a lot of it has to do with Billy D. Williams himself. Oh, yeah. But I, I mean, there's I, I have no no inside information. <laughs> That's just pure speculation. But why not? Exactly. Excuse me. And Ryan Johnson coming out and pretty much saying, I, didn't, I don't want the fans to get their hopes up. He's not in the film. <laughs> he was got that shit out right it, now. It was, it, this is what he said. No, and I don't want fans to get their hopes up. He's not in the film. And it was never really something that came up. I mean, I love that character. It would have been fun to see him, but it's just not something that ever really happened and fell into place in the story. At least he gave us the heads up. Yeah, he, he came out on, on the front of it. Yeah. But He's no, a great dude, man. He is a mm-hmm. great dude. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see this thing. It should be amazing. Oh, I think so. I mean, every visual we've seen has been stunning. There's, I hate using that word because it's like the generic go-to word for visual. How are yeah. the visuals? Stunning. <laughs> but, but Any it, other words? Looks, no, no. No, it's just stunning, yeah. <laughs> it looks fantastic. Everything about it looks great. One One piece of news that I was glad to see, and I don't, Maybe this is a spoiler, but whatever. It was the best news ever for me. Of course, nobody's going to listen to it. So, it, you know, but the you know, Andy Serkis had some things to say about Supreme Leader Snoke. Oh. And it was really cool, you know, that he's a character that the the reason he is the way he is, is like physical and personal pain and suffering, you know. Mm-hmm. grief and pain, which that, that's really cool. And so it talks about how he's for sure very strong in the dark side and this is how it manifests and so on and so on. I won't just read the articles to you guys in case somebody doesn't want to hear it all. But one line that I'm definitely going to say 
and I'm so glad it's in here, is that he refers to him as a humanoid alien. So no more of this Ezra crap and no more of this. uh, (laughs) That's right. You know, no more. It's he's an alien. Cool. And so, you know, I realize in in Star Wars, what's that mean? In theory, everybody's an alien Mm because just, you know, but when they say alien, they mean something else, you know, and I just I'm glad to see that because I didn't want him to be somebody that we know. Yeah, God forbid Ezra. Oh my from God, Rebels. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, that would have been really shitty. I haven't read the Entertainment Weekly stuff, Eric, and I've stayed away from the new TV spots because, like I said from last year, you you can piece the storyline together pretty much from these damn TV spots. Somebody did that actually. Yeah, they did it last year. Yeah. Last last film too. Yeah, they uh, what is it? They cut it up for what they think is chronological order. Yeah, and, and it was about I think it was like three minutes long. And right. you get a pretty good, uh, pretty good idea. Exactly. And I was like, I was like, shit, I just watched that. Fuck. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I've seen it. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't turn away. I was like, huh, that makes kind of sense. And I've kind of lost a little bit of surprise here. I was like, damn exactly. it. That's, that's what I'm worried about. Are you going to see it? Obviously you're seeing an opening night. You got your tickets yet? <laughs> For sure, man. So check this out. You know, whenever they went on sale, they were going to be during the, uh, uh, Monday Night Football, right? Yes. During the trailer. And so I knew they're not going to time that perfectly. So I just went to amc.com and refreshed over and over and over and happened to stumble on it that probably just within 60 or 90 seconds after it went up. Of course, they didn't tell you any of the show times or anything ahead of it, which kind of sucked for trying to plan. But <laughs> right. to make a long story short, I bought tickets. Oh, the IMAX box that i like to go to at this particular theater is now reserve seating oh it wasn't before dude it's pretty sweet because now i you know yeah i bought my tickets in advance but i still had to go get in line and stand so for the six o'clock special fan event that was 30 bucks a pop right i have my two favorite seats in the theater four rows from the back perfectly in the middle (laughs) for mine too nine the 945 showing same two seats and then for the 115 a.m same two seats plus the two on either side wow it's gonna be the best that's awesome we're, we're gonna go see it i'm gonna see it on thursday and then also on friday as well um one in 3d one not in 3d and i just i just wish it was next week or something, so stoked I, yeah i'm so Me excited too, so excited and i can't wait Me to see too. it so many times Anything else on the Entertainment Weekly side that we I I'm trying to stay away from that stuff, but anything else that popped out? Nothing that's out of hand, but you know, if you guys want to take a look, Bresnikan has a way of spinning things. In each one of these articles, there's a video that goes along with it, and watching him talk about it, talk about the the movie is pretty cool, man. You can tell he obviously loves it, and you can tell at least it seems like it to me that he knows more than he's letting on. But, oh yeah, uh, he's so great. He, He's such a great guy. He is. You know, go, just go to EW.com if you're interested and take a look at the headline for each one. It'll sort of tip you off to what it's going to be about. And then you can decide from there. Yeah, there you go. And if you want to listen to Anthony Bresnigan, Steele's had him on multiple times on his podcast. And it's great episodes, by the way. They're, they're great. Speaking of Steele, I saw that he is going to be at, remember the uh, cantina that we went to? The mm-hmm. 
The pop-up pop cantina? Bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Smuggler, what's it called? Scum and Villainy. Scum and Villainy, Scum and villainy yeah. Steele's doing a, sh- a podcast there, a live podcast there uh, with Sam Whitmer. Whitter, Whit- Whitmer? Whitwer? Whitwer. Whitworth, yeah. Who voiced uh, Darth Maul, mm-hmm. the Emperor, in, in uh, Clone Wars. And That's the, the shit. And also was the character that was in Force Unleashed. Uh, facial, mm-hmm. uh, everything was based on capture, him. Yeah. Everything, yeah. So he's going to be uh, interviewing. Steel's going to interview him. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, and they're going to sell tickets. So we definitely got to go to that. Mm-hmm. I think it's December 2nd, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Oh, man. I would love to go. I was just joking, man, on Steel has a Facebook group called the uh, Steel Wars Listeners Star Wars Safe Haven. And I, I was just joking around. I had heard about it because I was editing his call-in show. He hadn't made a public social media announcement. He had just mentioned it in the show. So I said, hey. You know, there's this live show and I, I imagine you're probably thinking, man, we should, I should buy Eric plane tickets, get out there. I said, well, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, you know? And I was just being funny. Dude, people were like offering to start a GoFundMe page and and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> but it was so, <laughs> was, it sure was tempting insane. to be like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. That's funny. But, <laughs> I would love that, Eric, because we be would amazing. see you there. Yeah. We, we definitely got to make our way over there. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. People are very nice. Well, we're gonna start a GoFundMe page for gas money to get over there because gas has gone up in California like crazy. So we'll do that. Get Sithless at Steel's event, <laughs> even though we're only twenty miles away. <laughs> Did you see that Lord and Miller spoke out finally about what went down? No. Yeah, they were at the Vulture Festival, and Phil Lord had a quote about the split with Lucasfilm. Yeah, he said, I think in terms of us leaving the project, I think everybody went in with really good intentions and our approach to making the movie was different than theirs. That was a really big gap to bridge and it proved to be too big. Sometimes people break up and it's really sad and it's really disappointing, but it happens and we learned a lot from it and from our collaborators and we're better filmmakers for it. We're really proud of the work we did on the movie and we wished everybody the best. So and and uh, pretty Kathleen stiff. Kennedy can crush my career if I say anything otherwise. That too. Yeah. That too. But uh, pretty nice. Pretty nice. I gotta tell you, man, that's a stand-up dude. That is a stand-up dude. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've, they've, they've done a great job of preserving their careers. Miller came out and said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Well, you know, think about this, though. In this day and age, man, because, of course, that's what I think, too. You're not going to go and badmouth Lucasfilm or Kathleen Kennedy, that'd be suicide. Yeah, yeah. But, but with the way social media operates now, you know, it's, it's leveled the playing field a bit. You it know? really has, yeah. It's, it's because, man, all you got to do is get a bunch of loud people up in arms, you know, and enough people already think, you know, Disney should have never bought Lucasfilm and yeah. all of these things. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a, a certain amount of that that went into his statement, but I think there's probably a good chunk of it's pretty genuine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, social media is a crazy tool. Yeah, you, you can ask the president. So are you. Huh. So am I. That's right. I am a crazy tool. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm sorry, man. No, no, it was good. I like that. That was good. Thank you. That was yeah, great. That was great. I am a crazy tool. Hey, Another thing, I don't know if you, anybody of you guys saw this, Sebastian Stan, the guy that plays Bucky, mm-hmm. Winter yes. Soldier. S- soldier. <laughs> the Winter Soldier. 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 Have you seen how incredibly identical to Luke Skywalker he yes. looks? 
Yes. I'm talking Empire. Yes. 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 Pe- appeared at the Rhode Island Comic Con. Come on, Sebastian. You're going to show up to Rhode Island Comic Con. Step your game up, buddy. I, he's probably like two feet away from his house. Uh, in Rhode Island? Yeah. He probably has some mansions in Rhode Island. Like that. Hey. Since he's a winter soldier, he wants to be cold constantly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Keeps himself on ice, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> he spoke to his uncanny resemblance to the young Mark Hamill. This is what he said. I just want to say here that anytime anybody would like to call me and ask me about <laughs> Luke Skywalker, I'd be happy to play him. <laughs> so there you go. Let's get a young prequel, not a prequel, a little in-between in between. Uh, Empire and Jedi film with Sebastian Stan as Luke. No, or, no, no. Why no. not uh, in-between? The new trilogies. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's Between what I want. Jedi and Force Awakens. Exactly. That's what I want to see. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Actual backstory. We're going to get so much shit on Twitter right now. Ooh. I mean, on Twitter, and we're going to get emails like, fuck you, nobody should ever play Luke but Mark. He, no, he's done uh, renderings of him in Oh, not renderings. Somebody did a like Photoshop. Photos, yeah, they moved his face. Eric, yeah. yeah, Eric, have it you seen that one? amazing. No. dead on. Oh, you got to go on Google. Put put um, Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker. And you will freak out. He looks more like Mark Hamill than Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you, you were know, to put like a side by side, you really wouldn't be able to tell the oh, difference. No, I, it's, it's uncanny. It's weird. They have the butt dimple. Mm-hmm. And it, it's crazy. Wait a minute. What? No, wait, I'm sorry. The chin butt dimple. What? what? Not the butt dimple. Have you seen it? <laughs> I wish I would have saw it. both of their butt dimples. <laughs> I bet you they have butt dimples. You know how you have dimples in the back? I have dimples in my back. You know they have little dimples? Everybody, that we go from. Oh yeah, holes. I did see this. You saw my butt dimples. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Okay. No, I saw this exact image. That was a celebration. But, <laughs> but yes, dude, things got really up close and personal there. It's you know, oh, no. it was dark. It was dark and gritty. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, we, <laughs> and we were we were hard too. Yeah, we we're like fucking cattle being herded around. Yeah. The best part of celebration, I thought, was how <laughs> I'm going to say this. I don't think I ever. I think I, I did sound, I did sound off on this once, but I, w- I want to get Eric Struthers' opinion on this because he's a collector of, you collect lightsabers and you made your own lightsaber, right? Oh, Eric? Yeah. Okay. Yes, you're, sir, man. I make them. And if you would like to get your own lightsaber that looks just like the one that Ray has, hit me up. Yeah. Eric, up. Eric can hook you up. Oh, shit. He makes a badass one. Right, Eric? I do, man. Yeah. I've seen it. It was fucking amazing. So we were, in cel- we're at Celebration. Eric was right next to me and everybody else that we hung out with. Johnny Grosso, Haas, everybody, uh, Jason Ward, everybody, Aaron Boyd. If I'm missing anybody, please don't get mad at me. Um, but we were there. It's 3.30 in the morning. People were trying to sleep at this time after we were drinking and all that stuff. And then a lightsaber battle busted out right next to us. And it was a lightsaber battle that also had points where they were keeping score. It's like fencing. It was like fencing. I have no problem with that. If you want to take your geekdom to that level, you know, Godspeed. Good for you. I have no problems, no qualms. But why do you fucking have to do it two next feet away to from us? A thousand people trying to fucking sleep <laughs> at three in the morning when there's a whole godforsaken convention hall. You could play a football game in that fucking building. Yeah, and not all of it was full. No. Go to the fucking end and fucking hit yourselves as much as you want with your fucking lightsaber. Yeah, and, and, and it I was mean, great how the the crowd was into it for the first ten minutes, and then they start turning on him. People that were trying to sleep, and everybody cheered once they fucking left after an hour. And everybody <laughs> cheered when they'd hit each other. 
Not not because of the points. You'd be like, good. That's what you fucking deserve. And, and some of hit. and some of them got hurt. I remember, hard, uh, yeah, yeah, hard. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I didn't see you jumping in there. Well, you know, I wanted to sell the lightsaber that I took with me, so <laughs> I couldn't risk anything happening to it. it, it <laughs> I, you know, I would have had to you know impale them to <laughs> to to keep from de- bending the blade. But yeah, Eric was slinging that lightsaber all weekend. I remember <laughs> it was. And Naraj is not even remotely exaggerating. It was right next to us. It was like Ugh, above us. God. Like we had front row seats. Damn it. We had like bottle service for the fucking lightsaber war. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. Awful. Like we were in genuine danger if somebody getting knocked down and landing oh, yeah. on us. And I was just looking at Boo's face and he was trying to sleep and Boo wanted to kill somebody. If he could have just fucking thrown oh something God. at him, he would have. Yeah. Well, that's my only qualm. You know, they finally sent the uh, the lady who worked for the convention center. She's probably a thousand years old. <laughs> they sent her over there to shuffle them along. You know, oh, is by that then, what they did? It, yeah, it had been going on at that point for at least an, an hour. hour. Yeah, so I think yeah, the, I think the you know the oh, the yeah. cows out of the barn or whatever you want to say. And they were still loud, like a fucking hundred yards away, <laughs> and the, you could still hear them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking Fuck, crazy. I'm like, shit. Yeah, like, again, again, if you're into that, bless your heart. I have no problems with it. Just don't do it while around people that are sleeping. Yeah. Now, now was this, like, fully choreographed? or was No, 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 no. No Last idea. They Random were, guys coming no. along going, here we go. Do no, there's a, there's a fencing point system to it. There's a ref there's and a everything. There's a referee, and there's a crowd that surrounds them, and... It was kind of like during a freestyle rap battle when somebody really drops the mic on somebody and just fucking wrecks them. Or like a break dancing. Yeah, and the crowd yes. goes crazy. That's how it was. When somebody With wanted to hit somebody, there was a little kid that jumped in there and he just tore it up and the place went nuts around him. I wanted to kill him because we're trying to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, they have a whole situation. Yeah. And again, please don't send emails to me. I don't at Raj people. I, I love all you guys. I have no problems. From a distance. Just go somewhere else and do your little battles. It's all good. Great. So any any other Star Wars stuff? My leash. <sighs> not re- my leash. <laughs> my leash. <laughs> not not really, man. Right. You know, there's there's still the if you get a chance well, I don't know. If you get a chance, check out the the cutscene reel from Battlefront 2. It's long, man. It's like two hours and some change. But mm-hmm. really, I, I it's that long? Yeah. Wow. Looks amazing. Yeah. Too, do do you mean all stunned. the cinematics? Yeah. yeah I, I, cinematic I've heard scenes. it's oh, unbelievable. But I heard if they Gorgeous. are put together, it's real spoilery. Is that true? Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> it's like a whole movie for the entire game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It kills the game. But is yeah. it spoilery for anything else, sir? Like for the here's Because I know it's canon. Here's my take on that. Okay. They're trying real hard to make you think certain things about The Last Jedi, which I really doubt that that's the direction they're going. So they're taking advantage of it by trying to dance around a couple of the bigger things people are hoping to find out about in The Last Jedi. But I do not think that that's going to be it's not the payoff. It's all misdirection. They're like, hey, man, this is going to get people talking and they'll buy this, you know, well, buy the game or, or watch the whole thing on YouTube. It's probably not really going to spoil anything. OK, you're just going to think it does. I'm, okay. I'm going to equate this with if have you guys read the aftermath books? Yes, I have. OK, the second book had a character, Gallius Rax. Mm-hmm. 
And well, and he was in the third one also. But the way they introduced him in the second one, everybody's like, oh, he's Snoke. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's Snoke. That's right. Everybody thought he was Snoke. And then it was just literally nothing. You know, it's like then he was dead and that was the end of that. Yeah, Sorry exactly. if somebody hasn't read it. I yeah. spoiled it, but it's, well, it's, it's been out long enough. Too bad. But it's that sort of thing. I'm I would guarantee that that's what they're I shouldn't say guarantee because that'll be wrong. But <laughs> I would imagine that that's what they're trying to do with this same okay. same kind of deal. Very cool. You know, I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to Will Communications with our buddies, Rashad and Justin. They haven't put an episode out in a while, but it, they just put one up. And by the way, thank you guys for those nice words at the end of the podcast. We mm-hmm. really appreciate it. I was listening to them, and they talked about Star Tours. And Star Tours has a new land, an experience that you can go on. Where Mark Hamill comes out and talks to you? That was a really cool oh, thing. Oh, wouldn't that, that was, be something? Dude, I would have shit myself. I yeah, literally what do you do? I what do you do? You just, you just kind of just melt in your seat. Like, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he sit down? Yeah he, yeah, he went on the ride with them. Yeah. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Looks like we're missing someone. Do you know what? The captain did mention something about a special passenger. Oh, and the force is strong with this one. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Hamill. Do we have any Star Wars fans here today? The first time I came here, I was a little kid, and I used to daydream about someday working at Disneyland. And today, I achieved that goal. Yes! I'm going to ride with you. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I almost forgot. What? May the force be with you. Game over. Yeah, you melt. You, you just melt. Out. It's game over. Yeah. Yeah. You just pass out. And- yeah. Yeah, I come, oh, yeah, come to you with in Kashyyyk. Or something. It always goes to Kashyyyk when I'm on that goddamn ride. <laughs> I don't want to see Chewie anymore oh, or his brothers on. and sisters. I'm over Kashyyyk. And Sheik the smear awesome. on the... We get it. The smear on the glass. Dude, take me to Hoth. Everybody talks about Hoth. I, I've been on Hotha once. I don't know why they always put me to Kashyyyk and they put me on fucking Tatooine for the pod races. I get it. I'm Persian. I like sand. But w- what the fuck? You put me in the snow. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, all right. I'm, but here's the here's you, the thing. You digress. I, I digress. They have a new experience where you go to Crate which, and you battle and with Poe giving you direction. That's cool. And Hux is in it. Poe gives you directions. And then also, you end up going against the gorilla adats. That's awesome. Yeah, and you end up going into the land where the new Star Wars world is going to be. Meaning, Galaxy there's a name Edge. for that land. I forgot what it was called. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, but the, the actual world. Is oh, called oh, what the world is called. Oh, yeah, okay. you end up going through to see how it's going to look. That's awesome. Very cool. Thank you to Justin mm-hmm. and uh, Rashad for that. Uh, yeah. So Eric, so that's uh, the Star Wars news for this week. That'll do it, man. Thank you for bringing in such professionalism to our podcast. Absolutely. On this <laughs> Thanksgiving episode. All right, Eric, we are going to let you helicopter your way out of here so you can get on with your life and you can have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you for coming on and spilling some Star Wars knowledge on us. Happy to do it, man. You guys are great. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving and Strothers out. Strothers out. I like it. I love it. Later, buddy. See you guys. Okay, let's talk about some Justice League. It's time for a review. And we all got to see it. We saw it opening night. And, of course, the critics blasted it. Yep. Rotten Tomatoes averaged, I think, 40%. Something like that. And wow. But the fan score was pretty decent. Yeah. 
So we are going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what the future is in store for the DC world, and some some comments we're going to analyze. So you ready to do this, guys? Okay, so I'm going to throw this to Boo first, and I'm going to get his take on the film, what he liked, what he didn't like about Justice League. Go ahead, Boo. To start off, it doesn't deserve the score that it has. It's not rotten. It's not rotten. It's at least a 70% movie, guaranteed. At least a 70%. I have no idea why it's 43 or averaging 40 or whatever, 48, whatever it is now. I think that's ridiculous. It's not great. I can guarantee that. It's not a great movie. But it certainly does not deserve all the hate that it's getting. Uh, it is better than Batman vs. Superman. It is better than um, Suicide Squad. That's a guarantee. To start off, uh, are, are we spoiling it? Oh, yeah. Great question. You know what? We are going to spoil it. So Fuck if you yeah. haven't seen Justice League by now, then... You fucked up. Well, most people haven't really seen it by now. <laughs> it didn't make as much. We already talked about that. Yeah. But Hopefully we are going to spoil it in five, four, three, two, one. Spoil. So we, you start seeing all the characters come together. That was a bit jarring. There was real no no flow. It was kind of just like, look at this character. Boom, move on. Look at this character. Boom, move on. Look at this character. Boom, move on. That wasn't the best thing. If there was a little bit of more flow, it would have made the movie a whole lot better. But I, I I understand what they were what they're having to do and, and, and the speed in which they're gonna have to or they were having to to move. I get it. I get it, I get it. It wasn't awful, but I wish it was a little bit smoother. In my opinion, when Superman came back, I think the movie dipped a lot. What? I, so so Superman when he came back, the dialogue that he had with Lois and his mom and stuff like that was just fucking atrocious. It hurt. It hurt my, my fucking head to listen to it. It was just like awful cliche bullshit. Also, when he came back, you see that the Justice League is in a desperate time, and it makes it seem like they can't do anything without Superman, which is bullshit. They're still the Justice League. Superman's amazing. He really is. He's the end-all, be-all, last answer. I get it. But Wonder Woman's no slouch. Uh, what is Aquaman certainly is no slouch. Batman with prep time could defeat them all if he wanted to. Cyborg is pretty awesome. So it seemed kind of... I didn't like the that annoyed me that, that when he came back, it was like, oh, okay, now we can do something. No, 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 motherfuckers. You could have done that before, but whatever. All the hate of, on uh, on Aquaman, he, he was actually really good. I was surprised at how good of a character he was. Same thing with Cyborg. The way Cyborg is feeling and stuff like that, I, I, did, I did dig that a lot. I, uh, it made sense in it, and it fit well, fit well into the movie. The Amazonians and, and, and Wonder Woman, she, she is the leader of DC now. Batman is on the back shelf. Superman's on the back shelf. Wonder Woman is at the forefront, which is awesome. And all the scenes with the Amazonians on Themyscira and stuff like that made me so excited for Wonder Woman 2. So pumped. So overall, yeah, it's not the greatest movie in the world. Really isn't. Steppenwolf isn't the greatest villain. The CGI was a little bit better, but it's kind of like the they, they have to keep the same art style moving forward because they can't change it drastically or else it's going to look odd if they make a drastic change. So I'd, I'd say definitely go see it. You're going to enjoy it. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it is enjoyable. And uh, it, it made me excited for the future. So nice. I'm, I'm so you're I, I want to move forward. Nice. I, the characters are intrigued. I'm intrigued by the characters and okay. I want more. All right. Good. Good. So, you, OK, we'll go over if we're going to give this Sith list seal of approval mm-hmm. in a second. All right, Les, you want to take a hack at this? Yeah. First of all, I really did like it. I enjoyed it. What I noticed is. And as a comic book reader, I get the whole 
how it didn't have a certain flow as far as a film goes. But if you look at it like a graphic novel or an event, that was Batman, how he forms. So him going around, going from one spot to another, and it seemed rushed, but it ultimately that's exactly what happened. He shows up somewhere and then he goes, I need your help. I'm putting something together. Uh, ultimately, what I didn't like was the fact that they needed Superman immediately. I did not like that. I like it wasn't immediately. Ultimately, that's that exactly an what hour it seemed before like. Before we even saw Superman, I know, but they but there was no there was no we can still do this. No, yes, they, they were just it was more like, like ah, fuck. we got they got into desperation mode. Now I understand because that it the can't film, beat Steppenwolf without Superman. But like Carlos, Superman said, is the strongest motherfucker in the Justice League. Why make a Justice League movie no. without Superman? No, no, it no. You can make the Justice League yeah. movie with Superman. Later in the movie, no, you cannot. You then no, they should have done that right away. They should have made that the first few minutes of the movie. Yes, is, they should. We need to find a way to bring I agree. him back. They should have done it right that. off the bat. Now they can make the super look. The movie was long enough. It's understood. They did wait an hour, so he did not appear until an hour into the movie. I'm not saying he shouldn't appeared, and I'm not saying that he was. They didn't. They. I'm not saying they didn't have a need for him. They totally had a need for him. But this was your chance to bring us Martian Manhunter. To give us any type of Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Hal Jordan, if you had to, you could have done any of those. You could have gave me Booster fucking gold, and I would have been. We got a Green A-okay. Lantern. We're gonna talk about that in a second. Uh, especially gold. when they have an appearance of a lantern in one of the earlier battle in a flashback. We're gonna battle we're gonna scene. talk about that. Kevin yeah. Smith talked about that. So mm. ultimately, showing that hand, and then like I said, bringing Superman in. Fine. They had to do that. Of course, he's the ace up their sleeve. He is the nail in the coffin. Yes, when you're dealing with, and especially when it comes to anyone from Apocalypse, mm-hmm. Superman is is the ultimate rival. He's the first rival against them. They could have found a way to bring us anything else, though, is what I was trying to say. Ultimately, bringing Superman in, great. Fine and dandy. I just didn't think he needed to be there at that point. Maybe they could have set something up where he ends up appearing at an even more critical time. Then all of a sudden showing up and throwing blows with the justice. But it was a need. It was there. It's understood. I really enjoyed that, actually, when he did come back and ended up squaring off with them and going head to head. What I do like is this. Wonder Woman is holding back. Oh, yeah, because she can kill him. When you're looking at her fighting, she Mm -hmm. is holding herself back. She could easily handle Mm -hmm. She could easily handle Superman. But she's basically going... I got to I got to scale back and make sure and feel this whole thing out, which, like Carlos said, she's set up as the leader or at least the strongest one. Yeah, for sure. And they've done that purposely just in case Ben Affleck leaves. Now, and she's at, the best character at the end yeah. of it. Also, what I saw, too, was that Aquaman hasn't found his full strength. Mm-hmm. He has not found his full thing. He's obviously in exile. That's great. The Flash hasn't found his full strength, which yeah. is cool, too. And Cyborg. This is exactly what it is. Everyone is still stumbling around. Your most powerful character is holding back. You just brought back your other most powerful character, and they're like, what the hell's going on? Why am I alive again? And then you have your older tactician who's basically trying to fade off into the twilight, if that's the case. I really did like it. I don't think the critic score gave it justice. And you know what? Let's be <laughs> gave real. Gave it justice? Nice. <laughs> and let, let's be real. As you're watching the movie, to see 
all of the Justice League members oh standing together in that shot is just ridiculously awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, ridiculously awesome. We're, we got that when we saw Civil War and you see Spider-Man and everyone battling at the airport. The Avengers, the first Avengers movie <sighs> with that shot where they're all gathering up. Yeah, the 360 Captain America. Yeah. all of them, yeah. That's, and you know what? This is right. This is Ooh, okay. right there for me as a comic book fan uh, yeah. to be able right. to go, oh my goodness, dude. Look at that. The Pantheon is there. And what I do like is this, it's a direct sequel to BVS. All, all crap aside from whatever, how crappy that movie was, it is a direct sequel. And then what I really like is that Joss Whedon is basically gathering all the pieces up and taking it in one direction. He's giving us something where he's basically going, okay, I'm taking what's left of all of this, and we're going this way. So if we, even if we don't get a bunch of standalone films, if we get other Justice League movies, they're going to just basically fall into place, which I'm okay with. Okay. Okay, so you, you overall liked the film. Loved it. Oh, overall loved the film. Okay. So I, I overall liked the film. I, uh, I don't know if I loved the film, but I liked it a lot. I thought it was way above average. I thought it was way better, just like Boo said, than Batman versus Superman. It was way better than Suicide Squad. Um, was it better than Wonder Woman? Probably not. No. But it was it was entertaining, as Boo always says. Yeah, it was I entertained. <laughs> I was really entertained. I didn't fall asleep. Thank God. Yeah, I didn't fall asleep. I was really entertained. Now, does it, it does the movie flow? It no. Is it scattered all over the place? Yes. And that is just that's their fault because of how fast they've rushed this thing. And no matter what, they've done it. There's no reason to dwell on that. It is what it is now. So for what they did with what they had, I think they accomplished it. Mm-hmm. We got little 10 minutes or 15 minutes, little vignettes of every character and their struggles to get to where they're at. I was very surprised with Cyborg. As you guys know, listeners, I have been a Cyborg hater. <laughs> I know I think Johnny Grosso also was very mm-hmm. hesitant on, on Cyborg. Mm-hmm. He surprised me. Yep. Aquaman was cool. Mm-hmm. Batman was Batman. It was Batfleck. <laughs> Wonder Woman was fantastic as always. And I'm biased towards Superman because he's one of my favorite characters of all time. And he played the part perfectly, except for the very, very beginning of the movie where his face looked weird. So much so that I told Lorena, that's not Harry Cavill. But it really was Harry Cavill because they had to CGI his motherfucking mustache off. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do it right. So that pissed me off a little bit. The There's CG- only so much you can do with that. The CGI, again, was below average. But better. But better. Yeah. But better. Better than the commercials and the previews. <laughs> um, even the Aquaman little surfboard thing, mm-hmm. they fixed up a little bit. The water scenes with Aquaman were great. The flash scenes were great. I loved Flash. Mm-hmm. I thought his timing was great, and I think he's going to be Spider-Man of this franchise. Ooh, you know what bold, I mean? That's a bold statement. Well, not, not so much the character, but the attitude, the mm-hmm. funny, the jokes. Uh, he's, he's, his timing's great. He's, he's awkward. Um, man, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. The music, Danny Alfman, huge mm-hmm. props. Great as always. He incorporated the original Batman theme, like we talked about a couple podcasts ago, and he incorporated the original Superman's mm-hmm. theme by John Williams. Leaving this film was a totally different feeling than leaving Batman vs. Superman. I want to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the cutscene. Mm. 
So the first cutscene was funny. It was great. Flash and Superman. The cre- the post credit scenes I'm talking oh, about. Oh, post credit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's the post credit scenes. Batman and the I mean Superman and the Flash doing a little race. Which is straight out of the panels, right? Oh, it's amazing. Except, Except Superman, Superman, Superman runs. Superman runs. Yeah, yeah he, he should be running. Fly with him, he runs with him. Yeah, because yeah, so. Superman can can fly faster than he can run. Yeah. So, but yeah, but, but his running is just as. Yeah, but it's on the same level as. The yeah, Flash. but Flash is a smidge faster than he is on, running on the ground. Yeah, on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That was really funny. That was great. It was great. And then the very last scene, I thought set up. I mean, if you if you are a fan of the cartoons from back in the eighties, that's all you hear in your head. Deep within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time, a legion of doom. Meanwhile, meanwhile, meanwhile. <laughs> and they set up the Hall of Justice. Great, that was right? pretty cool. That was that very was pretty cool. cool. And now they've set up the Legion of Doom. You get a end of credit scene with Deathstroke. Going in on a boat, he looked. He looked badass, awesome. And then he looked so badass. The original creator of Deathstroke, the artist, he made a comment and said, "You guys nailed it. <laughs> you guys nailed it with him in the suit and without the helmet mm-hmm. off. He looked perfect. Yeah, that was great. And Lex has got his weird fucking suit on, <laughs> which kind of very Lex Luthorish. Yes, that's Lex straight up. That man. is Lex straight up. So the Legion of Doom is going to form. Oh, so we're awesome. gonna have. The bad guys against the good guys, super fan friends versus the bad guys. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. As long as they don't bring in the Wonder Twins. No. The, oh, man. Oh. No, but Black Manta might come in. Well, Black, I'm talking about for Black, the Justice League. I know, Justice League. But Black, I'm saying, Black Manta should come in. Should Black come Manta. In. And Solomon awesome, Grundy. And then yeah, Cheetah. The, the, all oh, of them. Cheetah. Oh, you're gonna Solomon get, Grundy. Yeah, Simon Grundy. You're going to get some crazy. And, and I hope they make it fun. And I think that's where they're leading to. Just seeing Lex Luthor in that suit makes me think that they're going to make this thing fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's going to be Legion of Doom versus Justice League, and let's just have it out. So I can't wait for that. That's probably not for a while. But but after the movie, we, I came out going, wow, that is so cool. And mm-hmm. we didn't have that feeling with Suicide Squad and for Batman versus Superman. I give it the Sithless seal of approval. Boop. I agree. Less. I agree. So Justice League, we might get a lot of shit for this. We all liked it. Bring it on. 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 I, I do have one gripe. Yes. Though, continuing gripe. Yeah. Um, guess, go ahead. Like I said, I, I can't remember how many episodes ago we saw in a commercial or a trailer oh, the right. Jeremy Irons scene where he's talking to somebody and saying, you, 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 we've been waiting for you or something like that. Let's never go, not too late. Yeah. Never got that. Do there, not show me something well, that is not in the fucking movie well, here, here, again. Here's the don't deal. do that. There was 12 or 13 scenes in the previews that you didn't see. I don't care. Then don't show it to me. If it's not going to be in the final movie, the, the theatrical tra- or the, theatrical showing, do not show it to me. That's way too much of a fucking tease. And that's a huge scene. That is mon- or uh, was it monumental? Let me put it. Let me use it correctly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Monu- I was gonna say monumental, but that was mon- that was a monu- monumental scene, and it's and it means nothing now. Yeah. It was just there, you know. That was probably in the Zack Snyder cut, which everybody's talking about. That some people are saying they want to me. see that. Yeah. So there's 12 or 13 scenes that you guys, everybody saw in the all the previews that didn't make it to the actual theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't get to see the Green Lantern or whoever the hell it else could have been. Yeah, it it but it, yeah, from what we saw in the movie, it kind of has to be Green Lantern because they show Green Lanterns in that in that like less said in that old time yeah. battle scene. It kind of has to be. 
Well, you know, it's a good segue because Kevin Smith commented on the film on his podcast, Hollywood Babylon, which we've actually been to. Mm-hmm. And it was great at the improv in Hollywood. Yep. He does it every week. The sequence that he loved was that exact sequence you're talking about where they show a flashback, mm-hmm. a battle against Steppenwolf. And they show these cool and, – and by the way, this I thought the CGI looked pretty fucking cool for yeah, that it was, one. It was pretty crisp, yeah. It was pretty good. So this is what he had to say. They showed an alien you've never seen before, but he had a green energy and a lantern ring. The idea was like fucking lanterns even back in the first age, like were defenders of the galaxy, and they came to Earth to help. So there is one moment in this battle, this throwaway moment, where a fucking lantern is killed, and he fucking hits the ground, and all of a sudden the ring shoots off his finger and takes off into space. Oh my God, shit like that. Seeing that on the big screen after reading that in the comics for so long, and watching Ryan Reynolds do it once was really <laughs> wonderful. So there's moments like that that really did it for me. I didn't notice the ring fly off into space. No, it totally flew off into yeah. space. Actually, in the <clears throat> books right now, they are making, uh, for Green Lanterns especially, there is a parallel that there are the original seven lantern rings, which were in like prehistoric time. Me, I don't know if they happen to make that all coincide, but it's there in the pages. Maybe even more recently, but still, there is something to back that up. So, yes. That was really, I love that scene. That yeah, scene was, was great. super cool. Mm-hmm. And then it also showed us that the Atlantean people from Atlantis Thank you. were protectors of the Earth. All united with the Amazons, the old gods, Greek gods. That was pretty cool. Ares was there. I mean, they Zeus. were all yeah. Zeus. They were all there basically trying to take this. And actually, that brings me to my one gripe. I'm sorry to add to this. No, no please. please. I think that Steppenwolf was a solid villain. I think they should have brought Starro, the Conqueror, which I think is the original Justice League villain. And he, But he was an alien, so yeah, why not? I mean, I guess they want to set up where we're going to get Darkseid. So, well, he mentions Darkseid. Yeah, well, that's because he's related to him. So, yeah. I mean, that's just a small thing. To be honest, I think Steppenwolf was solid. They probably could have done better. But you, what do you mean by the character or by the CGI? What are you talking about? I just think as as a, a villain in oh, general. Okay, okay. Yeah, he provided enough of a threat. He provided enough of a danger to where they needed to come together and take this down. Great. Now, there's rumors that Ben Affleck wants out mm-hmm. of this thing. There's been rumors for a while now. And there's also rumors that they, the director of the, the Batman standalone film, Matt Reeves, I believe, that he wants Jake Gyllenhaal. He's worked with him before. Mm. He wants Jake Gyllenhaal to be the next Batman if Ben Affleck leaves. So I put up a Twitter poll on our Sith list at the Sith list, and we have 105 votes right now. Mm. There's still like five days left. <laughs> but I put up, would you want to see Jake Gyllenhaal, John Hamm, Idris Elba, or Christian Bale? And right now, the leader is Idris Elba, which I think is amazing. And I think Idris Elba would be a badass Batman. He would be. He, he has that whole suave, debonair, billionaire aspect where he can kill it. He's a badass yep. physically. Mm-hmm. And I think he will look great in a bat suit. And number two is Jake. I'm sorry, number two is Christian Bale. So mm-hmm. people want to see him back. I wouldn't mind that at all. I would actually love to see Christian Bale, except for he's added about 100 pounds. Hmm. I don't know if he's doing a movie or what. He looks awful. Well, his, his weight fluctuates for whatever he yeah. does. Yeah. He has like no hair and he weighs like 
240 pounds right now. <laughs> so he can make himself look like whatever you want him to look like. Yeah. And he's always said he regretted not doing Batman. So maybe this is a way back in. Also, number so he's number two. Number three would be Jake Gyllenhaal. So it's, it's 32% Idris Elba, 29% Christian Bale, Jake Gyllenhaal, 27 and poor John Hamm, 12%. Oh. But I saw tons of people say they would, John Hamm would be perfect for Harvey Dent. I was the one who threw that out there. Ooh. You threw that out there, but there's other people that have been talking about it. And then it. people have jumped on it, and thank you for supporting. Wow. <laughs> Less needs the credit, evidently. Right, I yeah. don't need the credit. Do, did you but, want, do you want us to pat you on the back? No. Yeah, no. What, what, you know what I, okay, so Christ. seeing some of the uh, comments, people were doing the Dom Draper kind of thing. So can you see him walking through in his madman thing, doing mm-hmm. his, like, power meeting, but he's two-faced, and he's yeah. flipping a coin. And <laughs> instead of some sparkly clean office meeting or office building he's in his lair or it's he's a in some rundown warehouse and he's mm. just walking around doing his thing you know just spilling it out i really think john ham would be a badass as a villain i think he can pull yeah, it off i think you're right especially after baby boy or baby face wasn't baby driver thank you baby driver baby boy he played that role pretty good mm-hmm. yes so is, I, there, is there anybody else uh, on this list that you would think that's not on this list like i heard uh, johnny said leonardo i I didn't put DiCaprio just because DiCaprio wouldn't do it. Yeah. As Batman? Yeah, he's, he, won't, he wouldn't do it. I don't do see it. it. Yeah, you don't well, see it. No see way. It. I don't like it. No. I don't know about DiCaprio. I don't think he would like actually work out and try to become as <laughs> muscular. Uh, well, he might. I mean, he, he likes challenges. He might do that. I just don't see it either. But I don't think he would do it anyways. No, he wouldn't. I think he would do a crazy Joker film with mm-hmm. Scorsese. Yeah. But is there anybody else? I uh, also got Colin Farrell. Uh, you know what? I, I, would, I could see that. One guy that I was thinking of was was Josh Brolin, but Josh Brolin, but he's already taken. But he's already taken. He's a busy man. Yeah, but he he could be. He would be a great Batman. He could have the gray hair. He's already got it. He could play the Dark Knight style Batman. I agree. Dark Knight Returns. I agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a hard one. Somebody else on Twitter said, "None of them. Let's get somebody brand new." You know, when they when they cast the Christian Bale, everybody's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Mm Played in a movie called The, the Machinist. Machinist, which he was like 98 pounds. Mm-hmm. And everybody's, how the hell is this guy going to be Batman? And there was like an uproar. This is before Twitter. But people <laughs> still freaked out. And now he's one of the most beloved Batmans out there. Mm-hmm. So maybe they go and get somebody that's brand new. Wouldn't hurt I would it. be okay with I don't that. want Ben Affleck to leave. No, like, absolutely no, not. I don't get why he wants to bail. I think he's perfect for what character that they're trying to portray. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's at the right age. The suit that he wears, one of my favorite suits so far. Which one? The big ass one that he can't move? No, in? no, 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 not not the one with all the armor, but the latex oh, one. I like that one that, too. It was seeing actually in daylight. So awesome. Yeah, it was really so cool. awesome. Yeah. Really- the, the one thing that I'm afraid of is like with Ben Affleck, he's huge. Yes. Yes. And I, and I kind of dig my Batman like that. And all the guys that we've talked about. Except, I've never, for, except for Idris Elba, he can get. Oh like no, that. Idris Elba can get massive, but all the other ones, I don't see them getting huge. Like so that's massively big. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, because Ben Affleck in, in well in most of the movie before the reshoots, he's fucking huge, huge. Yeah, and Christian Bale never got super. No, big. no, he was just he was just muscular and ripped. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you have it. There is your Justice League review. We all liked it. Hopefully, Ben Affleck stays. I'm not a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan. I'm gonna make people really uh, me neither either crash right now, Let me spit out you. some coffee, or Uh-oh. get really angry. Here we go, John Travolta. I'll go fuck a duck. <laughs> John Travolta. I, I can see what you're talking about. Yes. But... No, God. 
No, God, please, no, no, no. Still, no. Travolta can't even fucking walk 30 feet anymore. He's not going to fucking be Batman. Let's get him. John Travolta. No running, stunt doubles uh, gl- galore. Why don't you just say Mel just, Gibson? Oh. Actually, no, 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 no. I'm just thinking of the butt chin. I'm just thinking of what it would look like in the cowl. But, yeah, I just did that to do that. How dare you, sir? I don't even think he has his butt chin anymore. I think he plastic surgery that shit out. <laughs> why? I think he flattened that thing out. Why not Tom Cruise? He's, He's like four short. foot five. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> he can do whatever they have to to make him bigger. Gal Gadot's tall. You'll be looking up at his. They uh, could do whatever they have to to make him bigger. And you know what? Back to that. Thank you for mentioning her name. That Aquaman thing where he's sitting on a lasso. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. He's going off before yeah. they go into like whatever they're going to. And he just looks at her. He's just like, you, you're hot. You're hot. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're just, he's you're like, just hot. He's like, you're, you're just hot. Yeah. <laughs> she was. She looked amazing. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I I, I'm sorry, an Emily. Actor, she's got to get sick of that. What is it? I'm I'm sorry, Emily, right now, but we're gonna go nuts. She's God, she, she looked amazing. She is a beautiful woman. And then and then there was that scene where she jumps off of like the, the Batman crawler thing. Mm-hmm. You got a little bit of booty shot, just just a smidge of, mm-hmm. of underbutt. My God. Yeah. And then the Amazonian scene. Relax, Harvey. Woo! Oh, come Relax, on. Harvey. I'm not a fucking monster. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just an admirer from the bushes, all right? It's not like I'm oh, gonna go do anything. Bushes. Weird. What do you mean by bushes? <laughs> What do you mean by bushes? <laughs> oh, Lord. Gonna, Emily Landon, we need you here. Yes. You yes, need a real man. Yeah. yeah Got gotcha, you. Real, real blue man. Are you sitting on your last little truth right now, Blue? Probably. I, 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 who gives a shit? It. Yeah, it's called, it's called my podcast. Yeah. I'm sitting on something. <laughs> on, the, on the show notes, I had some stuff that said, okay, CGI question mark, acting question mark, humor question mark, direction question mark, music question mark. So CGI, I wasn't. It was average. It's improving. It's improving. Acting, loved it. Yep. Humor, liked it. Mm-hmm. Direction of the film, loved it. Mm-hmm. Music, loved it. Yeah. So those were my key points, and they hit almost all of them. Yeah. CGI, please just get better. Just steal the Marvel guys. And, and not only that, there was just <laughs> enough. You're doing it with the directors. Just steal, <laughs> steal their CGI. Yeah, but there was just enough. Not a, not a lot of uh, downtime between the action. Yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty. Well, they packed it all in. That's yeah, the there was not a lot yeah. of downtime between the actions, so it was pretty much going all in on every as- aspect of Balls it. Balls to the wall. Uh, you were since we talked about Gail Godot and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman has a new release date. Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman Two is moving up six weeks from December thirteenth, two thousand nineteen, to November first, two thousand nineteen. While no official reason was provided for the rescheduling, this move was likely to avoid the Leviathan that will be the trilogy caping sequel, Star Wars. Episode 9 on December 20th, 2019. So 2019, this is going to be crazy. November, we're going to get Wonder Woman 2. And in December, we're going to get Episode 9, J.J. Abrams' Episode 9. Yep. So that's coming out of Variety, by the way, this this, uh, news. Very good. I love getting my movies earlier. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, though. Whatever it takes. In other DC news, Harley Quinn is getting her own TV show. I saw that. You saw that? Mm-hmm. Did you see this, Les? No. Okay, Deadline <laughs> has reported that the show will be called Harley Quinn, very original, huh. and it will be a half-hour adult animated action comedy series. The show has already scored a first-season order of 26 episodes to air on DC's upcoming direct-to-consumer streaming service. Of course. Here's the cool thing. We know that DC kicks ass with their animated, animated shows. Yeah. This is going to be cool. They're trying to get Margaret Robbie to play the voice. They're in, they're in negotiations with it. I think this is going to be rad. 
they have not screwed up their animated not all. films at mm-hmm. all. So, okay, and uh, that means this is going to be basically whew, an adult theme. So they're not they're not doing like the animated series of like Batman or the Superman stuff. This is going to be Harleen Quinzel doing her thing. Yes. No, I'm okay great. with that. Harley Quinn. I don't know, just for myself, being a kid who grew up with the animated TV show, the person who voices Harley Quinn, oh. special spot in my heart, and it's going to take a lot, a lot to replace that. Nice guys like you shouldn't have bad days. Call me. She's going against the grain here as far as me. Well, uh, for, maybe they can me. get her. Huh? That makes maybe, sense. Maybe they can get her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to get Margot Robbie to oh, try yeah, to no, absolutely. Some continuity and yeah. some consistency. No, no, and, and, exactly right. and she did do a great job, but you know, it's 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 like uh changing Mark Hamill for the voice of the Joker. Kind of don't don't do that. Yeah, Kinda, I know. It, I, it's I it's saying. a lot for somebody to do that and 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 to replace him or her. It is you it's an uphill battle. So, but it does make sense and I and I do dig it and I'm okay with it. But good luck. Well, this is more than likely. Obviously, this is a new version or different version. This will be the her. version of Harley that's in Suicide Squad. Yeah, obviously. Yes. So this yeah. is like a sexier adult version, not the bopping Mr. J. <laughs> Mr. J. My pudding. I love that shit. Are you kidding me? And I don't know. Maybe Robbie's going to be like, I just only want to do a Brooklyn accent here and there. Not all the time. <laughs> So there is a basket of DC news. There you go. We haven't had this much DC news in a long time. Or this much positive DC news. Yeah, right. A lot of momentum. Let's talk. Let's go across the aisle and talk a little Marvel. Gambit has found its leading lady. Oh, fuck. This, this thing Gambit is, pops its head. It, it's ugly, again. ugly head again. Variety reports that Lizzie Kaplan is reportedly in talks to join Gambit as the female lead, though no details were provided about who she would be playing. Yeah, well, it looks like it's happening. I think they got a director. They have Gambit now, and they obviously, and then they have a leading lady. So it looks like it's moving forward. If, Unbelievably, uh, if Disney buys Fox, this thing is squashed, guaranteed. No, guaranteed. they can just bring him as part of the X Men movie. It's 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 complete. Yeah, that's what they'll do. Guaranteed. Gambit as, as, a, as a standalone. You're correct. As a standalone, I would say Disney would put the whole Kai Kai Bosch on, on that, that shit. Yeah, but as a character being revived. Oh no no no! Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. They'll bring him they, yeah, they'll bring him in as a character, but his own movie? <laughs> Fuck, they'll cut that shit. They'll cut the legs out of that real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop yeah. wasting they'll say stop wasting money. Don't be yep. dumb. I agree. All right. Let's move on to the Punisher. All the things that I've done. <laughs> Memories. They never hurt me. But the past. It's more than memories. It's the devil you sold your soul to. He's coming to collect. Oh. Okay, so I've watched two episodes. Boo. I've watched five. Les? I slept through nine, but I watched. <laughs> That's I ended right. up coherently watching three episodes because I really, really liked it. Okay, so we're not going to spoil it because. Oh. Well, because I haven't watched it. Me and Boo ahead, haven't yeah. seen it. But we will say, I will say that it. I love it. Yeah. Fucking Marvel, Netflix, Studios. You, Whatever you're doing, man, just keep, keep doing it because you have rolling. it down. And this is what I'm talking about when we talked about last week with Star Wars and this live streaming adult theme kind of show. Just look at this show. Mm-hmm. You know, the vi- it is really violent. If you watch the first episode, there's violence in it, but they wait to the very last scenes to get you the violence. And it is pretty nasty. 
and it is pretty hardcore. Nasty. But the story and the way the movie, the film is directed, the series is directed, it just feels adult. Mm-hmm. You don't need all the blood and gore, even though you're going to get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by episode two, you get it even more. Yep. But the acting, John Berthnall is the shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he is kind of a one-dimensional actor, in my opinion. But he, does he plays the job. same fucking guy every time, but he plays it perfectly. Like, you don't see him in any comedies. Yeah, I don't know if he has comic chops. That's what I'm saying. Chops. You don't, he, so he plays that same dude. Even in Baby Driver, he played the same fucking dude. I don't think he's allowed to smile. Yeah, but he's, but he's great. He's fantastic. He's yeah. so good. Such a great actor. It look, from what I've seen in two episodes, might be one of my favorites so far. Mm. So I watched two episodes, fell asleep, Netflix <laughs> as usual, played. Then I ended up watching another episode, like I said, consciously able to watch the episode. <laughs> For me, I'd, I'd easily move Jessica Jones off the board. How dare you? Slide Punisher in there How instead. dare you touch Jessica because Jones? Because Punisher, th- this, you're correct, Raj, it is great. I, and I agree well. with you moving Jessica Jones off the board. I'll, no, but I Iron agree Fist. with you as I'll far. kick Iron Fist out of this fucking I'll kick Iron realm. Fist off a cliff. Are you kidding me? You I am Danny Rand. No, you're not Danny Rand, motherfucker. Get out. Fuck him. Yeah, Danny Rand can take his Danny Rand ass out of, out the fucking door. That's right. Fuck him. Frank oh. Castle's who the fuck he is. Exactly. You don't see him going up to people, I am Frank Castle, and then shooting them in the fucking head or cracking no, their fucking legs. You know what? I am Frank Castle. Oh, I'm Frank Thank Castle. you for no, bringing that up because they use, they do it all. They have... From what I remember, from what I've seen, they have every nod to the Punisher. The battle van is there. Oh, that's so cool. The freaking, he uses Castiglione as his, yep. uh, his Castiglione. His fake name, yeah. It's awesome. Uh, I even like what they did with Micro, how they changed it up a little bit. That was cool. Gave him a different background. Yep. This is as straightforward. And you know what? Yes, there is violence. It is very violent. But that's the Punisher. That is what you're going to get. You're going to get it. If you don't like violence, don't watch this Yeah, really. You're not going to get roses with this guy. You're getting someone who's punishing. That's the whole (laughs) deal. His deal is to take vengeance, to take and make and right the wrongs that have been done to him or anybody. He is the hand of justice. He is the hand of just wrath. Like, that's just him. And it's like, you do something, that's what I'm here to do, is put you down. Put anyone else around you down. So You're becoming the punisher right now. You're kind of freaking me out. man, I don't like that. But ultimately, <laughs> it is great, and and this is a major hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. Fucking Netflix. Yeah, it's so good. You guys are too yeah. bad you're not going to have any of these shows when Disney comes up. Shut up. It's all moving over there. Shut up. <laughs> it's all moving over there. Well, Boo, what do you think about this? Yeah, no, what is he? I, I agree 100% with you guys. The show's great. It does not move Jessica Jones off the board, but it's it's moved into the top three. Damn of, you both. Damn you. What do you say? Damn you, sir. What do you say? He said, damn you both. No, damn you. Um, damn me. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Uh, yeah, I'm at five episodes in. It's great. Um, the characters are great, uh, especially the, uh, the Homeland Security. Uh, not not director, but the main person that, that, that you deal with. She's an awesome character. Um, she's Persian American. Right. She's she Persian is. on the show. Hey, Hell yeah. We got some Persian representation celebrate. on a Marvel show on Netflix. Yes. Fuck yeah. She literally said, I'm Persian American. Mm hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Even though she's not Persian in real life. Yeah, well. She, yeah, she can't win them all. She's gay. Yeah, you can't win them all. Just, yeah, take, take the wins you can get. I am. I'm taking it. Yeah. Yeah, so all the characters are great. There's real emotion in, in the show, which is something I really dig. Uh, it's not just pure violence or just, you know, uh, what is it, a gore fest. There's actually emotion. You do feel things. And, uh, yeah, overall, it's great. Um, can't wait to, to continue and, and to finish it. 
And uh, there's some moments, I think this is the most, not just from the violence, but from other things, this is the most adult Netflix Marvel show that's been produced. There's, there's a couple moments where I, f- mm. I felt like a kid where I'm like looking around like, when my mom gonna walk in? Oh, really? Yeah, See, I, I, I don't, yeah. I haven't yeah. been there so, yet. So, yeah, so, because Jessica Jones got kind of adult with Luke Cage. Uh, this, you know what I mean? This gets a little bit more. I got a little uh, bounce, yeah. chicka bounce, bounce. Yeah, this gets a little more. Oh yeah. wow! Trust me, yeah, yeah. But wow. uh, what is it? It's it's good. It fits. You know, this is uh, this is the one that you don't show your kids. Oh yeah. The, the 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 other ones are pretty much okay except for Jessica Jones. But everything. Uh, what is it? Yeah, this one definitely do not show the kids. This is for mom and dad. Or watch it with your kids, whichever whichever one you choose. But yeah, overall, this looks great. I'm excited for the future. I just I just kind of unhappy that they're not gonna. I'm not unhappy, but I'm like, I want more. I want more characters. I want I want them to do a lot more people stuff like that. You know, really speed up the train as far as their production of Netflix Marvel shows. But overall, it's it's yeah, it's awesome from what I've seen. What are they gonna do with what's her name? Um, well, I haven't seen more Karen. Than one. Karen. Karen seems like she's all over the place, man. She's, she's, she's making more money than anybody on these shows. Yeah. She's on every, her and Rosario Dawson are on every one of them. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen Rosario Dawson yet. Oh, okay. I wonder if she's going to pop in. Karen the has a very, very pivotal part as far as the Kingpin and Daredevil go. Yeah, she is integral. Are you guys very... telling me that the Kingpin's going to be in this fucking series? Because I will shit myself. Don't, well, tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Not as far as the series goes, but as oh. far as, as usual, I say, as far as the pages go, the Punisher, Daredevil, and Kingpin cross paths a lot. They cross so, paths all the time. And so does Spider-Man. And yes. Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man and Kingpin are like against the right mm-hmm. comics. Constantly. And a lot of times spy, uh, the Punisher is taking on most of the mob. He's taking on Silvermane. He's taking on the Rose. He's taking on Tombstone. What's up, Adam? Lonnie Lincoln. <laughs> letting you know. Uh, he's taking on Hammerhead. All those guys. Mm-hmm. He's handling the mob at its like dirtiest and grimiest point. And the kingpin is always there, so he definitely crossed paths. Karen Page has, like I said, a major, major part to play still, as far as everything goes, and I think she'll end up getting that going. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. So far, it's been fantastic, guys. Yep, definitely watch it. And without your kid, let's get into some Walking Dead. Now, which episode was this? What number? Five, I believe. Episode number five, season number eight. Very Negan-centric. Mm-hmm. Negan and... Uh, Gabriel. Gabriel sitting inside of a uh, kind of like a... Mobile home thing. Mobile home and getting fucked over. <sighs> really crazy episode. Yeah. Wasn't my favorite episode. I thought it was good. It was good. It was good. But it wasn't as good as the Ezekiel one oh, the man. week before. Mm-hmm. A lot of dialogue, which was cool to kind of like calm down a bit, you know? And a lot of strategy on the savior side, and there's all kinds of shit going down. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to spoil The Walking Dead. If you don't want to hear what happens, please turn the dial about ten minutes. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Spoil. What'd you guys think? Less. I I, I like the episode. Um, it highlighted a few things that were going on behind the scenes. You see how delicate. The balance of power is within the saviors when someone like Negan isn't around. So you see how much sway the man really holds. Oh, mm-hmm. man. How much he, power he has. He's Jeez. not so... I mean, yes, he's a jerk. He is a dick. He is a class A butthole. Monster. He is a cocksmith. He's a, he's a butthole, um, <laughs> for sure. Butthole. That's right. <laughs> but ultimately, 
he has a, he brings a certain order to everything. So even at the was at the very beginning when they were talking and he's they were having the meeting with the lieutenants. Oh yeah, and he slams the table with Lucille and he basically just cut shit down. Mm-hmm. What we also saw is Gregory. You know, came back in a roundabout way, but Gregory's treachery. Fucking weasel. How he still felt that he had some kind of hold on Alexandria. No, no, no. On the hilltop. Mm -hmm. Nothing really there. That guy annoys me, man. And not just his character, just the dude annoys me. Oh, his voice. His voice, his acting style. It just yeah. so cheap. Yeah, he's the new Eugene. He's, he's a fucking weasel, he's man. He's willing to do whatever it takes to Ugh. survive. But Eugene, at least, is a like a good actor. Eugene comes across as a weird... He sells it. He sells it. Yeah. This guy, it just sounds so... His facial expressions and his... I've said this before. His look, just, it looks just fake. Everything is fake to me. You just want to smack him in the back mm-hmm. of the head. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> then you also see the... Uh, I hate him. Then you see the dynamic Smack. between Gabriel and Negan. You see that Gabriel... They're besties now. Huh. For, for now. <laughs> you see that Gabriel uh, openly confesses what he truly did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all knew, but he openly confesses he what said happened it. to him. He uh, Negan then says, you know what? Well, I'll give you a little bit of me. So we get Took a little... forever, though. Yes. Yeah. We got a little bit of what Negan was prior and what happened to him during this whole thing. So... I like that. What I didn't like was that Daryl and Rick start throwing blows. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was disjointed. I thought mm. yeah, I don't think they needed. They that. didn't need that whatsoever. They didn't need them to. I mean, really, between these two, come on, what's the point? Yeah, they're but brothers do fight. Exactly true. I and understand they make up. the disagreement yeah. that they had, but I don't think they needed to bloody each other up and go for it like that. That just Ugh, Can we man. rewind to the night that we were watching? Because we were all watching it together, and right. then Les wakes up because he was in a slumber. Yes, and I, I was. I'm the one that's called sleepy all of a sudden. But yes, you are. He, but was, still. he is in a slumber, and he wakes up, and he goes, they're fighting? What <laughs> happened? Okay, go ahead. I know what happened. Oh, yeah, of course you know what happened. You're sleepy, now. and I'm crunch crunch. So let's just roll with our name. No, you're sleepy too. crunch. So there's, <laughs> there's boo, sleepy, right. and crunch crunch. It's a fucking sitcom. So anyways, uh, to see that happen, it, I don't think it really fit, but it is what it is. They had to add some other tension. But that, you know what, that actually contrasted with the tension between the leadership with the saviors mm-hmm. and then the disagreement that Rick and Daryl had. The workers started trying to have a mini uprising. Simon tried to quell that. What was her name? Like Renee or Where's she Regina? come from, by the way? Where the fuck? She's, is... she's been there. She's been there, but she's what's, not important. I, I, I don't yeah, know what the fuck her name is. What's with her all of a sudden getting yeah. airtime? And you know what? I like, like I said, I like Gavin. As a lieutenant of Negan's, I like Gavin. He's not ruthless. He's not horrible. He is just doing what he has to do. Which one's Gavin? Gavin's the one that was basically saying, there's a rat in here. He's, he, he's the one that dealt with Ezekiel all the time. Exactly. Okay, he's rational. Yes. yes he's he's rational. the rational one. He's trying to, first of all, he's like, no, 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 guys. We understand what the hell's going on out there. Yeah. But in here, we need to figure some shit out. Right. Says, right. Bigger issues. We're getting hit where we don't normally get hit. Somebody set us up. Somebody is snitching us out, and this isn't Word. cool. Simon, on the other hand, is like, we need to keep doing what we're doing. I got this. I'm going to take control. I'm in, this. I'm I'm in charge. Yeah. I'm Negan. I'm going to run this shit. And then Gavin's more like, nah, we need, you know, let's let's think some things through. So I really like that about Gavin. Simon is just a 
piece of crap. He is. And here's the difference. See, look, him. Gregory is a piece of crap, and I don't buy it because he's just shit. I don't like him. Simon is a piece of shit, and he sells it. It's the stash. It is the stash. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to CGI that thing. No, you can't. You can't, can't hide that thing. You can't you hide that thing. It's a character in its own. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a straight 70s porn stash. Oh, God. He looks so creepy. Yeah, yeah. He's a creepy creeps, and he's got like the cul-de-sac hair. Mm-hmm. He looks like he should be in Grand Theft Auto. He, well, he was. He was? Yeah, he's, he's, he's Trevor. He's, one of the, he's, he's, Trevor. he's the voice yeah. of Trevor. Oh, no shit. And he kind of looks like him. Is pretty much him. Well, him. Maybe Just different hair and no stash. How crazy is that? I haven't, I haven't played really? Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. You you can play as Trevor, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he that he is rad. Him he's, some Grand see, Theft I didn't know. Maybe he's one of the better characters. It's stuck in my head somewhere that I knew or something. Else. Yeah. That's really odd. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So you you liked the episode less? I actually loved it. Yeah. Okay. Will we ever see, this is a question for both of you, will we ever see a backstory with Negan to humanize him? We're going to see, if he ever dies, which I don't think he's going to die for a while, will we ever see a backstory? No. We will never see a flashback. I think it'd be really crazy if we did. I think we just might see one or at least have him tell more stories from if we, I mean, the Did book, we ever see a backstory with the, the mayor, governor, the governor? The governor. The mayor. The governor? He talked about himself, he but talked we never about saw it. Yeah. But we never saw. Yeah. What's up with the helicopter? That's the second time we've seen a helicopter. Yes. Is this setting up the future? Well, not the, yeah, the future, but is this setting up the mashup that we've been talking about, the crossover? Perhaps. Interesting. Perhaps. It's got to be Has there for that a reason. helicopter passed over in fear? Um, well, there's all kinds of helicopters that yeah, passed over. Yeah, there's still. Because it's so early. This is the very beginning, you're correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Mm hmm. Very cool little Easter. Well, not Easter egg because they throw it out there real to everybody. But, but an interesting point, yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you think about this episode? Yeah. What is it? Yeah, I agree. The episode was good. Well, the balls and the understanding of the situation for Gabriel. He'd uh, he has the balls to sit in there with Negan after he he saw and he knows what he's done and he's what he's capable to do and he challenges the man. Yeah, you know, he, tells, he, he knows that he tells him the man. He thinks up. his purpose is, might be to kill Negan. Exactly, so he's ready to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so he mans up pretty, pretty fucking big. Right. Uh, and their dialogue together is really good. Um, yeah, you know, but he also understands that their their chances of survival are exponentially higher if they're both alive. So he knows he's not going to kill me, but I'm going to take my shot. So I, I thought their dialogue and their interaction was really cool. And I think this episode explains why people don't want to take Negan out or kill Negan because you saw what happens when he's gone. Mm-hmm. It's complete chaos. Mm-hmm. So he is the only thing that brings structure to the saviors. Yeah. yeah so if that's not, they why. start killing each other. Yeah, yeah. That's why nobody's trying to take him out and take control. Because they're scared. It's, they're scared that shit's going to hit the fan like it was about to hit the fan. Yeah. And I think this makes it even a stronger point to that he's going to be the shit and the man mm-hmm. for a long time because mm-hmm. it almost just all went to shit yeah. without him. And and as far as being the rat, uh, I think Simon's going to die. I think they're going to think that Simon did it, and I think he's going to die. And uh, and uh, uh, which I think is uh, very cool because he's he's a great character, and I could see him, I could see him being corralled into uh, into that situation, and you know, and, and then uh, Negan figuring out that it wasn't him, and he and he's going to kill his right hand man with Lucille, which I think is going to be a great scene. Um, what is it? I kind of dug the, uh, the fight between, um, Daryl and Rick because it, it, it really, really shows what is, what's the difference in warfare. Who is willing to do what? Daryl is willing to win. 
by any means necessary. Yeah, it's the quickest way to get it over with. Any yes, means necessary. This, yeah. He says, I, he, like he said, this could be over by nightfall. Like, the, this could be done. We, you know, uh, he's like, uh, fuck the rest of the people in there. Um, you know, uh, although he does, when he says those people are, are innocent people, you know, all they are are workers. He doesn't give a shit. He thinks about it, but he's like, my people are more important than those people. And that's what Morgan's attitude was, too. Exactly, exactly. And then Rick is like, well, no, we can't do that. So, so I, 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 I like the extreme in which they took it to, yeah. but, but in the end they are, they are a, a team. They are a perfect team. Although their, their little scuffle ruined their entire little plan there. Cause they, yeah. they were dumb, but whatever. Um, the testosterone got the best. God thing. damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was it? Uh, uh, great episode. Uh, I like what it sets up. I like the, the idea that there's not beef, but fear within the saviors group. Uh, which is pretty cool to see, and yeah, and seeing the the power that Negan has, him just just uh, was it flexing his muscles throughout the entire uh, well, not the entire, but at the end was just awesome, awesome yeah. to see. Yeah, and even at the start when he says people are important, and he's smacking Lucille on the table, everybody shuts the fuck yeah. up and pays attention. Yeah, yeah which exactly. is great. And his whole thing in his head is he's saving lives by killing. Yeah, he he legitimately you need believes to kill at the right time, the right people. You save, you save lives. Yeah, you save exactly. Hundreds. And 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 he's not wrong. That makes sense. Yeah, he's not wrong. He's just doing it in an awful way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, great episode. Yeah, not not as good as last week's. It's not as action packed. But we needed to bring come down a little bit. I think. Yeah, but it was on par as good episode. Yeah. Ness goes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It was. Yeah, it was. All right, there is your Walking Dead episode number five, season eight. Mm-hmm. All right, let's finish the episode with voicemails. We got voicemails from King Tom, His Majesty, Neil from Chicago. So let's dive into some, and let's listen to King Tom first. Hey, sick listeners. King Tom here. How are you doing? Uh, wishing you guys and your families a happy Thanksgiving. Um, got a question for you inspired by this time of year. If you were going to a big, you know, family or social gathering is, is the type that people have, uh, these last two months of the year, and if you you were invited, and you could bring your significant other and another guest. Who would that guest be? If you could choose from anyone in any field or genre that, that 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 we enjoy, <laughs> any of your fandoms, if you could bring a guest to a Thanksgiving family, whatever type of party, dinner, you name it, who would it be? curious to find out. I was thinking about this it. because um, my answer would be Emma Frost. And not because of, you know, the way she's dressed, but I was reading a um, uh, some old X-Men on Marvel Unlimited. Now, there, there's this one issue of Astonishing where the X-Men are in a spacecraft above this alien world. Space, spacecraft is attacked, gets destroyed. They uh, end up in two separate escape pods. And the escape pods are about to crash land on the planet. And one um, escape pod, you have Colossus and Kitty and Wolverine, and they're going through the hell of atmospheric reentry. Uh, and then in the other escape pod, you have Cyclops and Beast and Emma Frost, and she has them all mind linked, so they, they believe, you know, in their minds, they think they're having just a, a nice little tea party instead of going through, you know, plummeting to the, the planet being violently pulled down by gravity. So, you know, I've had a lot of family gatherings like that where I would much, I'd probably much rather be going through atmosphere reentry than at one of these family <laughs> parties. But I would, I would have Emma Frost along to 
convince me mentally that that maybe I'm somewhere else. And you know, kind of like that um that episode of Seinfeld where he has the the, the lip reader. You got to use a person's gifts if you can. So I also have her kind of peek into other people's minds to find out what they really think about me. But that's just me. Who would you guys pick? Anyway, uh, happy Thanksgiving uh, and and uh, thanks for the great podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. Happy Thanksgiving to you, King Tom. Thank you for that voicemail. Ooh, this is a good question. Um, I think I have multiple. So I would like to take Wolverine so he can cut the turkey. That's huh. funny. That would be good, right? That's clever. <laughs> that would be really good. And I would like to maybe take Flash with me, <laughs> Barry Gordon, because Barry, Barry Allen. Barry I'm Allen. sorry, Barry Gordon. No, Barry Gordy from Motown Records. You <laughs> definitely won't take him anywhere. I would love to take Barry Gordy with me, uh, so he can uh, provide the musical uh, talent. A little the Diana Ross, a little Michael Jackson. You know, entertain, entertain, family, you know? entertain. No, uh, Barry Allen. I'm sorry, Barry Allen. Just so if things go wrong. We can do a uh, flashpoint and change things up real quick. I don't know if you want to change them that much. You know what I mean? That's a bit of a negative. <laughs> 30 seconds before things go wrong. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so that, there's mine. Wolverine would be my choice. Ah. Cut that turkey up. Slice that shit up. I would, uh, I would take Captain America. Because hmm. if my family knew that I knew fucking Captain America and I brought him to Thanksgiving, that'd be kick-ass. And it's Captain fucking America. What's more American than Thanksgiving and Captain America? Pilgrims. Exactly. Yeah. No, so, I mean, Pilgrim, uh, pilgrims then, are more and then, American. <laughs> and then he's such a nice person, and he's fucking uh, such a Boy Scout. It would be the shit. I'd, uh, it'd be amazing. He is very nice. You know, you know, it, you know, he'd be uh, great manners. Uh, what is it? Uh, You'd say, ma'am and sir. Exactly. Table manners would be superb. You know, and the stories he would have. Fuck. You know, he you can know? flip his shield and eat off his plate. Exactly. And, make it a yeah, big... and he could talk about the old times and shit like that. Yeah. You know? It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to hang out with him on Fourth of July. Huh. Oh, God, that'd be American. Or Veterans Day. No, that'd be American as fuck. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> Shit. Go ahead, Les. Okay, I'm going to go. I it shouldn't be left field, but it is going to be left field. I, w I would bring Goku. Huh. Fuck, you bring Goku to Thanksgiving dinner? That's a lot of plates. That's exactly why. Because it's about eating. It is about sitting down, <laughs> enjoying as many helpings as you can, and... If anybody out there watches Dragon Ball Z, it's one thing the Saiyans do is engorge Shit. themselves and eat <laughs> tons and tons of food. And the way we do our Thanksgiving, we have a lot of food, man. We do at least three different meats, pies You normally do three different meats. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. It's a throwdown. And my mom's from the South, so she's definitely putting her foot in everything, just making all kinds of good food. Yeah, Goku would be there right there and just but he'd probably eat too fast. I have to tell him to slow down. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, that'd your be Your mom my be guy. cool with Goku? What's that? Will your mom be cool with Goku? Yeah, for sure. Okay. She knows what's up. All right. Well, my, my mom sat through a few episodes of Dragon Ball. Oh, that's right awesome. On. That's cool. That's yeah, so cool. My mother and I have bonded over a, quite a few uh screen moments. Very that's cool. The shit. All right, great. King Tom, thank you. That was a great question. One day, King Tom, I hope we can all sit together any Thanksgiving. Have a Friendsgiving with King Tom. That'd be badass. But he, be. he has to sit at the head of the table. He will. He's the king. Mm -hmm. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. You are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. dilly. I really can't stand that. Fuck off. Oh, come on. <laughs> <sighs> the fuck is wrong? Really... Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. 
You go to I the dungeon. Really, you're the one. Really snarky this episode. And I apologize. You're the one who brings the no fucking one. wine. No, I'm joking. You've been I snarky all fucking week. You bring the fucking wine, and we're gonna put you in the fucking dungeon. All right, let's get into Neil from Chicago, and we're gonna listen to his voicemail. Hey, Raj, Les, and Boo. It's your boy Neil from Chicago. Uh, just giving you a call. Uh, congratulations on making the Making Star Wars podcast network. That is truly amazing. Thanks, and Neil. And you guys definitely deserve it. Um, like I've always said, you guys are definitely in my, my top three every week, so oh. it might as well be that they're all on Making Star Wars. Um, <laughs> but the reason for my call this week was I just finished listening to episode, um, music is amazing, so he definitely has a great place in your podcast. Um, when you guys were talking about Sith Force Code, again, Eric brought up a great point, and no, there isn't anything canon about that, but to give you a, a legend's answer, there really was never. However, to answer your question on heaven and hell, um, there was a place called Chaos that a lot of the Sith Lords ended up in, and it was kind of like the realm of the nether for evil beings, I guess is a good way of putting it. Um, and no one was ever able to escape from there, save it for Emperor Palpatine in one particular legend story, and that was with the help of a bunch of other dead Sith Lords. But because they were there, uh, they couldn't reform themselves because they could never escape that zone. So that was pretty much why there were never Sith Force Ghosts in, uh, Legends continuity, but It'll be interesting to see what they do in canon now. But uh, anyway, again, just wanted to drop a line. Again, thanks again for all you do. Good to see that Eric is now on the podcast as well. And uh, looking forward to the next episode. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you for that that detailed description. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I hadn't heard of that before. But that would make sense if they brought that over to the canon, if they're going to dive into those kind of questions stories you know yeah yeah and and thank you for having us in your top three mm-hmm. we really appreciate it and yeah my top three or four are all msw network shows too <laughs> so uh yeah we have that in common but uh appreciate it neil all right so we had a voicemail from ollie and it was a great one about the punisher but i want to save it because i we want me and less one will be able to watch and eric also a couple more episodes or maybe finish it all before we dive into it. It was pretty detailed and it was really good. So I want to have Eric on and have Les watch a couple more episodes before we answer it. So sorry, Ollie. We'll definitely put it on next week. And by that time, hopefully we'll have uh, three or four more or maybe even finish the entire Punisher the series. Yep. Uh, okay. So I think that does it. I think we have our Thanksgiving episode. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. By the time you listen to this, it's going to be uh, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday fun day, Sunday mm-hmm. turkey uh, leftover day. Plenty Hopefully, of, uh, plenty pl- of it. Plenty of Black Friday deals. Nice in the house. That's right. I hope you got all your deals. Yeah. Be safe out there. Be safe. Uh, well, it'll be done by then, but be safe oh. for the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right, guys. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week on episode number 69. We'll hold the jokes till then. Of the Sith List. Money rains from the sky above. But people change how we got mud. A little time and some tenderness. You'll never find my love. No other thing has a precious food. Oh, 
Oh, 